Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 17. There are three common denominators amongst people who get their next job fast. And by fast, I mean within 60 days. That does fly in the face of a lot of job search stats out there that, you know, it's going to take a while and be patient and all that, all that stuff that you hear. Um, But what I've noticed is that for these people who get their jobs fast, there are some things that they're doing that other people aren't doing. These three common denominators. And the reason I know this is because I'm living proof of this and so are my clients. Here are those common denominators because I want you to have the same experience that I had in landing jobs quickly. I want you to have the same experience that my clients have in landing a job as quickly as you want. Let's put it that way. Maybe you don't want to land a job in 60 days. Maybe you want to take a break. That's totally fine. There are some very valid reasons for doing that. In fact, one of those is is part of one of these common denominators. But what I want you to know is when you're ready to flip that switch, then you can get a job quickly and way easier than you might imagine. So here are these three common denominators. Number one is clarity. And by clarity... I mean, knowing your value. You hear me talk about this all the time. What are your transferable skills? How did you create the results you created in your previous role? You are not just bullet points on a resume, on a CV of all of the responsibilities and technical skills and, you know, all of those things. Everybody else is bullet points on a resume as well. What I want for you is to be very clear at a deeper level about the value add that you bring to a conversation, that you're gonna bring to a team, that you're gonna bring to an organization. But there is a catch here. No matter how clear you are about yourself, you'll never be able to generate interest if you're still grieving your job loss, especially if you're bitter or resentful. And here's why. Because that energy can be felt by others. I see it all the time on LinkedIn. Someone's writing something that is maybe heartfelt or they're expressing what they're looking for in their next role. And I can tell the energy is not coming from a place of what they're running towards. It's coming from a place of what they're running away from. Don't do that. I'll give you another clue. This is how you can maybe tell 
if you haven't fully processed what's happened to you or what is happening to you at your job. When I look at a LinkedIn profile and I see a role that has no bullet points underneath it, no explanation of what that role was, and other other positions, other professional experience does have bullet points, hmm, guess which jobs they loved and guess which ones they didn't. So easy to tell. I have pointed this out to clients and they're actually laughing because it's true. And it's because you haven't processed your feelings about that role, therefore, you are not finding the value in that role. There's still really valuable nuggets in there. But until you process your emotions, you're never gonna tap into that value. The people who have processed all of that, air quotes, stuff, because I could use a different word for it, those are the ones that are landing their roles faster. Because when you combine clear thinking about your value add with a clean mind in relation to your emotions about your previous role, that, my friends, is the magic of clarity. Next, number two is constraint. Now, my definition of constraint in this context means applying focus and discipline to your search. Applying for lots of jobs just because you can do lots of things is not effective. The result of this kind of activity is that your mind becomes cloudy or you end up scattered and directionless. I see this over and over again too. And what you're really wanting to do here with your sense of focus is tap into your brain physiology because your brain wants constraint. Your brain wants something to focus on. If there's too much information, it's like the menu at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> you open it up and you have instant overwhelm. And if you're overwhelmed, you're never going to be able to communicate properly inside of an interview, in those, in, in those conversations that you're going to be having as part of the job search process. Constraint keeps you on track. And I know applying for jobs is difficult. And when you really need a job and you have an eclectic career like I do, man, it sometimes seems like there's so much potential and you just want to try for everything. But trust me, don't do that. It will be harder for you to stay disciplined. It'll be harder for you to communicate your message. When you're, when you're applying constraint, your message just starts to flow with such ease and certainty because part of it is you're saying the same thing over and over again with just little nuances, just little twists and tweaks to resonate with the person that you're talking to. So much easier than rewriting your internal dialogue every time you have a conversation with someone because you have a whole nother idea about where you're going to go. All right. Constraint keeps you on track. Number three is consistency. Now you've heard it said 
that taking massive action leads to results. And this is 100% true. But the key behind this is taking the right kind of action and doing it consistently. If you are coming and going, if one week you're applying for jobs and the next week you're not, and one day you do it and the next day you don't, and you are all over the place and inconsistent, all you're doing is adding time to your job search. That's all there is to it. There is a numbers game component to this that is undeniable. And the more you put in, the more effort you put in, and that you put it in consistently, then you start to get that ROI. You start to get the return on your investment of time and energy and massive action. If you're reaching out to recruiters haphazardly, applying for jobs willy-nilly, you're just going to add time. It's just going to take longer. And I don't want you to take any longer than it absolutely has to. So please make sure that you are applying yourself consistently. Now, another little note about this one. Applying for jobs online feels like action. And if you're one of the people like a number of clients who come to me and they're tired of doing it on their own and say they've applied for hundreds of jobs. I even had someone reach out to me who said they'd applied for over a thousand jobs. Man, it feels like action. It really does. It feels kind of satisfying to click that apply button. It feels kind of satisfying to fill out that online application. But do not fool yourself. This is passive action. This is not massive action. And when you are not reaching out to people, when you are not applying a intentional approach to your job search, that you're just throwing stuff out there to see what sticks, not going to work. Not going to work in the best possible way for you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to create a job search schedule. Schedule your time Schedule your time when it's most productive for you to be job searching. This is your time. You can be totally selfish about your time. Now, if you're employed, then your time's probably going to be late at night or early in the morning. No problem. Lots of people get jobs that way. It's no big deal. But it is about obeying the calendar, obeying the schedule that you give yourself. I may have mentioned this in one of uh, in one of the other episodes, but when you change your mindset around your job search to thinking of it as rest, to thinking of it as self-care, boy, it's a lot easier to obey your job search schedule. Next, organize your activities. Have an Excel spreadsheet. Have some kind of document that reflects your best way of being organized so that you can keep track. One of the reasons I want you to keep track is because when you do stuff, that's an accomplishment. And I always want you celebrating your accomplishments. The third thing is develop a multifaceted job search strategy. All of your activity being focused online, meaning online application submissions, as I've mentioned, That is not the best way 
That is not the most productive way. A very, very small percent of online applications even result in interviews, let alone actually landing a job. So make sure that you are reaching out to recruiters, introducing yourself, letting them know the role that you're interested in. This doesn't have to be weird or creepy or salesy. It's an introduction. That call to action is just getting them to accept your connection request so that you can send a thank you and you can send them your resume. That's all you really need. And the more you do that, those kinds of activities are far more productive. Those person-to-person things result in a much higher percentage of landing interviews and ultimately landing jobs. The last thing is determine your productivity and results in advance. What do I mean by that? That is you deciding what result you're going for and then rewarding yourself for achieving that result. What is your productivity plan? If you're going to spend two hours and you have it scheduled and you spend two hours, that is a result, my friend, that is not checking something off your to-do list. And results are to be celebrated. When you celebrate, you're creating happiness in your brain and you're hard coding it in to do it again. You've heard me talk about this. If you haven't listened to the episodes on lessons learned from tiny habits, go back and listen to those because I talk about this in depth. But when you determine your productivity and your results in advance, it's much easier to stick to that plan and be consistent. When you do these four things, create your schedule, organize your activities, apply a multifaceted job search and plan your productivity and results in advance, and then apply consistency to those four things, man, it's going to happen for you. I guarantee it because that is what I see over and over again. If any one of these three components is missing, your job search just takes longer. If you haven't processed the crap, your job search is gonna take longer. If you are all over the place in the types of roles you're searching for, your job search is gonna take longer. If you aren't consistent with your activity, your job search is going to take longer. It is not hard to get a job easily and quickly. These three C's, clarity, constraint, consistency. Put those in action today and see your results change immediately. All right. Tell me about it. Comment. Find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear how it's working for you. All right. Till next time. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.